Okay. Uh, first of all, we're obviously elated that uh, we have a, a season to play and that we were, uh, you know, we're anticipating a, a six game schedule with a seventh game uh, that will be uh, determined at a later time. Um, you know, our, our players are excited about it. Uh, they've been working hard and uh, really done a great job through this uncertain period of time that we've been in and, and really not knowing much uh, about whether or not we we're going to play for several months. And uh, they uh, handled that just right. And uh, it's, uh, you know, we've got a, a group that's very eager to get going and get, get uh, put the pads back on. I mean, it's been almost a, you know, a, a year since we've had any real contact and we had a tiny bit in spring one day, but, but uh, you know, we, we need to get, get going again. And so we will, uh, you know, look forward to starting camp with the equivalent of fall camp uh, next Friday, week from tomorrow and uh, get back out and get going. So uh, just, you know, like I said, can't uh, tell you how excited we are to, to finally be able to, to uh, have a, a season to look to. And, and uh, you know, we don't know our opponents yet, uh, what order uh, or any of that type of stuff, but uh, we should find that out hopefully on Saturday. So questions. And thank you, coach. Your camera got turned off, so you'll need to turn it on from your end there. Oh, I thought you said leave it off. You want me I'm, to have I'm sorry, and I meant for the media. Sorry about that. Okay, <laughs> okay gotcha. My apologies. We, we're good to go now. Uh, starting off questions now, we'll start with uh, Dana Green, ABC4. Everybody else go ahead and get in the queue. Thank you. Hey, coach. Uh, thanks for doing this. Just kind of want to see if you can get more into detail about the, uh, the practice schedule. You said a week from Friday, is that all, is that going to be enough time and kind of treat it like a, like a normal training camp, even though it is a, an abbreviated season, is that enough time you think to get everything ready? I think so. Particularly with the, the, the fact that we've had, uh, several months, uh, where we've been able to get some things down on the field. We haven't been, you know, in any contact situations or anything like that, but at least we've been on the field and, and uh, doing skill instruction and uh, fundamental and technique work. And so I'm, I'm confident that uh, our guys will be adequately prepared. Now, you know, how we play is anybody's best guess, but, but as far as the preparation time, uh, I think it's uh, more than adequate for, for what we've had. Now, I know a lot of schools in the Pac-12 have not had as much opportunity to uh, spend time with their players in the weight room, in the meeting room, on the field as we have. You know, there's been a handful. I think it's about 50-50. I think about half the schools have been able to do, you know, similar uh, routine to us. And then uh, probably half the schools have had very limited access. So, so uh, you know, as far as our own situation, we feel like uh, we're in a good spot right now. Thank you. Okay, next we'll go Josh Newman, Salt Lake Tribune, followed by Patrick Kinahan, 12-8 of the zone. Hi, Kyle. Um, just to kind of follow up on what Dana said in terms of uh, practice schedule, timetables, things like that. When do you expect to have the quarterback situation kind of straightened out and have at least at least some real idea of, of who you would like to start in the opener? Well, sooner rather than later, obviously, that would be, a, you know, the sooner it happens, the, the more ideal uh, for us as far as naming a, a guy and letting him get all the reps with the ones. But uh, more importantly than that is getting the right guy named. And so it's going to be a, a three-man race going in. Uh, we've got to quickly narrow that down to two. And uh, when I say quickly, uh, within a week, uh, hopefully, uh, and I could have pinned myself to an exact timetable, but that would be what I would uh, – 
guest guests going into it. And then uh, after that, you know, a week or so after that, uh, narrow it down to one and then have a pecking order and, and be able to, to uh, you know, divvy out the reps accordingly. But uh, going in, it's going to be Drew Lisk and, and Cam Rising and Jake Bentley, all three on, you know, equal ground and equal footing and, and getting the same amount of reps until we can get it to two. And then uh, when we get it to one, then, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll give the majority of the reps to, to whoever that guy is. Okay, Patrick Kinahan, followed by Trevor Allen, KSL. How are you going to handle live hitting and scrimmaging during the, this fall camp? That's a great question because that's, that's you know, something that uh, we haven't done for almost a year, like I said. Um, first of all, uh, you know, as per NC2A rules, we won't be able to do any hitting the first couple of days of camp. Those are, those are non-padded days, so Friday and Saturday of next week will be uh, uh, non-contact practices. Uh, then the following week, we get to put the uppers on, the, the shoulder pads uh, for two days, and then we go to full gear that fifth day. And so we've got to be smart about how we do it. Um, you don't want to go into the season underprepared. There's a sweet spot that we're going to try to try to hit. And it's, it's no different this year than any year, other than it's been an extended period of time that we haven't had contact this particular year. But, but uh, we've got to monitor that closely. We feel like we need to get at least two full scrimmages in uh, prior to playing in, in the first ball game. Those will probably occur on Saturdays, probably, uh, three weeks out from the game and then two weeks out from the game would be those two scrimmages. That's the, the best indication I can give you right now. And then along with that, uh, during the course, uh, you know, interspersed throughout practices, uh, some live sessions there as well. So those scrimmages won't be the only live work we have, but, uh, we've got to, we've got to make sure we don't overdo it. And, but you got to make sure you're ready. I mean, if you go into a game, not ready to play, uh, from a physical standpoint, that's, that's not a good thing. Trevor Allen, followed by Dirk Facer, Deseret News. Hey, Coach, can, can you hear me? I got you. Yes, sir. So, so what has the last week or so been like for you and your coaching staff after the announcement and then trying to get ready for camp? Well, it's been, uh, you know, business as usual. We, we obviously were, were excited, as I mentioned in the opening statement, that we have some, some direction now and we'll have even more clarity on Saturday when we get the exact schedule and who we're playing in what order. But uh, we've been going at it for, for several months now. Uh, what we did is we gave the players uh, about four days off, um, you know, to kind of rejuvenate themselves and, and get ready. You can't get it. There's a, there's a fine line there of diminishing returns when you, when you work too hard too long. And so uh, we feel like they're coming back, ready to get back on the field tomorrow. And uh, we'll go tomorrow and Saturday, and then we'll go a couple times next week prior to uh, the starting of fall camp. And then of course, when fall camp starts, it becomes pretty regular we're on the field every day. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're excited to get going and, and uh, our, our coaches are excited and we're, you know, we're really looking forward to uh, Saturday when we get the exact schedule put in front of us and, and really start to uh, start game planning and, and uh, scouting the opponent and that type of thing. Dirk Facer followed by David James, KUTV and 12, eight of the zone. Hey, Kyle, I'm curious, do you have the same objectives now that you had going into spring or is this crazy summer and the fact you've been able to do some things kind of changed what you're going into camp, what the main objectives are? And then also, what are the main objective, objectives? <laughs> Say that three times fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we, we have the same 
objectives as we had in spring as far as uh, you know, probably the, the top priority is getting a quarterback named and, and getting that thing sorted out. Uh, close second is the secondary. We have five brand new faces back there. As far as the guys that are going to be playing, we lost the entire secondary and, and that's a complete rebuild. And, and that's, uh, you know, obviously a critical aspect of, of, uh, of your defensive structure is being able to, you know, get that secondary together. Um, but we do have a lot of positive things going for us. I mean, our offensive line, we feel is going to be as talented and as deep as it ever has been and the wide receivers and tight ends as well. Uh, we've got to get a, a running back named. Uh, we've got three or four candidates to, to be the lead running back. And right now uh, we don't know who that's going to be uh, defensive line. We got some guys to replace, but we've got some really good guys in the program coming up through the ranks. So we got a pretty good idea who those replacements are going to be. And then, and then linebacker, we got to find guys to play uh, alongside Devin Lloyd because we lost Francis and, and uh, you know who was so effective for us last year. So we got a, a whole laundry list of things that we got to get accomplished. But the the headliner would be the quarterback and the and the secondary, in my opinion. David James, then Josh Furlong, KSL. So Kyle, you've got uh, stuff to worry about off the field you never had to worry about before. I'm I'm wondering how much you've been able to uh, help guys organize their lives so that. Your, your players are as close to 100% online as possible, so they're not exposed in classrooms. And how much you've been able to move guys maybe into their own living space or minimize roommates so you have less issue with contact tracing. Have you been spending a lot of time on that, and how has it played out? Yes, we have, and I think our, our medical staff here has done as good a job as could possibly have been done, uh, getting that all, uh, the protocols put in place and and uh, the testing structure, and, and uh, I think we're – probably uh, one of the better schools in the country. I don't have any data to back that up, but as far as, uh, you know, the, 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 the positive tests for COVID have been way down and, and we've, uh, I think we've done an outstanding job with that. And, and you're right. It's, you know, we gotta, you gotta consider everything, factor everything in who the guys live with, who they're around, who they eat with, where their locker is, you know, where they sit in the position meeting room. I mean, it's all gotta be choreographed as best you can. Uh, also, on top of that, these guys have a lot more free time than they've ever had with, with uh, online classes and not being tied to a structure and a routine of when you got to show up for class and, and that type of thing. There's a lot more free time and you got to make sure that they handle that the right way and, and you know put themselves in, uh, in good situations and stay out of bad situations, uh, you know, not only with COVID, but with everything else uh, that's out there. And so uh, I think our guys have handled themselves very well. We're not perfect. But uh, I think we've done a good job, and it's been a challenge because, uh, like you said, this is, these are things that we've never had to deal with before, and, and uh, at least not to this extent. And uh, I think we've handled it about as well as we could have so far. Josh Furlong, then Josh Newman. Hey, Kyle, with obviously not having spring and then a delayed start to the season, is there any, like, is there any differences in how you will have to approach a fall camp than you probably have traditionally had to considering that, you just you just haven't gotten in those reps and the install hasn't necessarily um, been kind of what your general regiment has been. Yeah, we've had a lot of time in meetings to, to install things, but, you know, installing them in meetings and getting them out on the field and repped is, a, is you know, there's two different things. And so we've got to we've got to make sure that, uh, you know, we, you know we, we don't give them too much. I mean, you got to you got to be smart and, you know, with your game plans and not uh, overload them. But, uh, you know, I think that we've, uh, you know, done as good a job as we can to this point. Fall camp will be a little different. 
typically fall camp, you get the guys, uh, you know, from early in the morning to late at night. This is not going to be that way. It's going to be 20 hours a week, most likely. I don't think they finalized that exactly yet, but but uh, with with school and other things going on, you know, typically when you got fall camp, there's nothing but fall camp going on. But right now we got we're in school, and so it's going to be more of a, a glorified in-season routine where we practice in the afternoon, practice and meet in the afternoons, and and really only have them from about 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Whereas in fall camp, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, you completely, uh, the whole day is completely dedicated to football meetings, lifting and all that type of stuff. So it'll be, it'll be abbreviated, but the time that we've had leading in is more extensive than what we would have had in a, in a traditional fall camp. Cause in the summertime, you only have two hours of meeting time with them and the six hours, you know, you get eight hours a week in the summer leading into fall camp, six of those hours dedicated to uh, lifting and conditioning two of those hours dedicated to meetings. And so we've far exceeded that now. So we're way ahead, uh, at least mentally from uh, right now going into this uh, fall camp is what we'll call it, even though it's not truly a fall camp than we would have been uh, for a typical summer going into a typical fall camp. So it's been give and take a little bit. Josh Newman, then Chris Kimrani, The Athletic. Uh, the Pac-12 obviously decided to move in lockstep with everybody starting uh, the weekend of November 6th, but there had been some talk of, you know, some programs wanted to start earlier, potentially on Halloween. H had you had you wanted to start on, on Halloween, if not earlier, if you had been able to? Sooner the better for us, because we, like I said, we've had a, a good dose of, of football, uh, although not contact, as I've said several times now, but but uh, we, we feel like we're we were on track and in a good enough place that we could have certainly started the 31st. But, uh, you know, I know there are some schools that were lobbying for, for the 14th. Uh, and so I think they hit that happy medium with the, with the seventh and, you know, a team, maybe two teams will start on Friday night, the sixth, probably just one game, uh, two teams, uh, one ball game on the sixth, and then the rest of us will start on the seventh. But, but yeah, to answer your question, we would have been, uh, thrilled to be able to play uh, a week sooner than that. We could probably even play two weeks sooner than that, but but uh, not everybody was in that same boat. Chris Camrani, then Dana Green. You got me, Kyle. Gotcha. Yes, sir. I'm wondering from your standpoint, how has everything that's transpired so far in 2020 changed the way your job title, what your job title is, and, and how you've managed to go with the flow and you know, football coaches are creatures of habit. They like things the way they are. Um, I'm wondering how you've managed to get through the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month so far. Yeah, it's been very challenging because it's all uncharted territory. We've never been through anything like this, uh, not even remotely. And so it's been challenging, uh, you know, how you structure your the time that you're allotted and what you do with that time. And then, you uh, and not only football, recruiting. Recruiting is so much different. I mean, typically we'd be immersed in uh, unofficial visits and official visits and going out and, and uh, you know, getting on the road a little bit. I mean, there's, there's so much has changed in that world as well. And uh, so, you know, we've had to adapt and adjust just like everybody else. The vast majority of recruiting is, is on Zoom now and, and uh, phone calls because Obviously, there can be no face-to-face -face contact, and so it's not just the football aspect of it, but the foot, but the recruiting was was a big uh, departure from the norm, and that's going to be the case uh, right now. It's shut down all the way till January one, and then it'll be determined at that point 
whether or not uh, we can open them back up. But, but, uh, and I feel real bad for the, you know, the recruits, the seniors, a lot of these guys didn't have a chance and won't, will not have a chance to visit any campuses and they have to make their decision based on, you know, a zoom tour and, and uh, haven't had a chance to have coaches get in front of them face to face. And so it's really unfortunate for, for this class coming up that uh, they're going to have to make these decisions on, because it's probably the most important decisions in their lives to this point in time for, for most of them is where they're going to attend college and go to and play football and to be able to, or to have to do that without setting foot on the campus that they're going to attend or, or meeting a coach face to face. And, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's something that, uh, you know, is, is unfortunate, but, but anyway, things are the way they are. And so we just proceed and, and make the best of it. Coach, as far as the uh, schedule goes, uh, Pac-12, obviously, seven-game schedule, um, six essentially to determine who's going to play in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, what do you think of that? Or as you always like to say, just it is what it is. <laughs> I hate it is what it is. You know that. But but uh, it's uh, – there's no – first of all, there's no room for uh, – with the late start, the later start, uh, there's no room for any flexibility where if a game gets – cancel I, there's no way to make it up and so it, that's best case scenario is that we're going to get six games plus a seventh um you know including the championship and and everyone that doesn't play in a championship will play that you know that following day i think it's the 19th so i think the 18th is the championship and the, the seventh game for everybody else would be on the 19th but uh you know it's uh you know it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out we'll be elated if we get all seven games in i think that will be fantastic i mean i don't know if that's uh, realistic you know with the way things are and and they're in the process right now my understanding is of, of drafting the the guidelines of what you need uh to be able to play a game you know x amount of offensive linemen x amount of quarterbacks available and so forth otherwise the game needs to be uh you know just canceled and so uh if we're if, if the entire league is able to get all the games in that will be phenomenal but uh, we'll have to see what happens but but, uh, you know, it's, it's better than not playing. I can tell you that. It's better than doing nothing at all. Okay, we'll have time for just three more. We're going to go Trevor Allen, Jake Hatch, and then finish with Patrick Kinahan. Coach, uh, since, since we last talked, it's been a little bit, but uh, the, the, the rosters that have been changed, has there been a lot of changes going on as far as guys moving to different positions and potentially even leaving the program? Uh, nobody... I'm trying to think off the top of my head, moving to different positions where Taniella Pututau was scheduled to be a defender uh, on the defensive side of the ball. He's been taking some reps at tight end just to see how he looks over there. Um, you know, we've got some guys that, that are working through some situations on the roster that, that uh, are not with us currently but uh, hope to rejoin us. And I'm not going to go into names or who those guys are, but, but just working through some personal situations. Um, but as far as anybody out and out transferring or out and out leaving the program uh, or other than Taniella making a, a position change, no one comes to uh, no one comes to mind right now. OK, Jake Hatch and then Patrick Kinahan. Kyle, we've been talking with Mark Harlan. He's talked about the fact that furloughs are ongoing with the athletic department, but it will change once the schedule is announced by the Pac-12 for you guys. How have the furloughs affected your program so far, and do you expect them to continue to affect you throughout the season? Uh, so far, very minimal effect. We structured the schedule to uh, account for those once we knew those were going to be uh, in play. 
Uh, now we do have to modify a little bit, you know, now that the season's going to be upon us and, uh, you know, coaches don't have any days off. There is no days off. And so we'll have to, to, uh, you know, move those furlough dates to, to sometime in December, but, but uh, we, we've been able to manage with really no disruption and uh, you know, here in football, at least speaking for us, you know, we're happy to do our part and uh, you know, it's a big, big deficit that, uh, that we're looking at. And, and so we're going to do what we can do to, to uh, help the cause. And there's been no, no complaints, no ill feelings, no uh, nothing negative coming out of it. I mean, it's just something that we, need to do and, and uh, need to do to help the program and the department. Okay. Our final question for coach Whittingham, before we shift to the uh, student athletes will come from Patrick Kinahan. So I'm tempted to ask you with no fans, will you take on the role of the crazy lady, but I won't. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you, you spoke of how you're further along mentally. How about with all the lifting and running? Are you further along physically? Yes, we are. That, that's a good point. I, I didn't, I didn't mention that. And we've been in the weight room, uh, you know, just, just, uh, making exceptional gains in there. And, you know, we test our guys through every cycle. We have, you know, five, six, seven week cycles, depending on what the strength coach has set up. And I think it was uh 90% plus of our guys, uh, hit PRs, uh, in the lifts that we tested with, you know, personal best personal records in the, uh, in the lifts that were tested. And so we have made significant gains in the weight room. And that's been, you know, if there is positives to come out of this, it's that we've had, the opportunity that we've never had before to put two lifting cycles together, the summer cycle, and then carry right into the fall and just continue to build on that where typically we would have gone into an in-season maintenance type routine. We've been able to continue to make gains because of the extra time that we've had to uh, spend in the weight room. Good point.